place to take notes on the back if you want to write anything down. We're in a series called Red Letter Day where we look at the words of Jesus. We learn about him from his own words and he talks to us today, not just 2,000 years ago, but to us today, equipping us to follow him. And in our video, we saw a young widow who was there that day when Jesus cleansed the temple and she said she felt like she was being rescued. It wasn't just her at the temple. There were actually a couple hundred thousand other people at the temple that day. They were there for Passover and they were celebrating the greatest rescue in the history of Israel's people. The freedom from slavery in Egypt and Jesus was telling them that God was still in the business of rescuing his people. We're going to read Mark chapter 11 today and the story of the cleansing of the temple. It's actually found in all four Gospels, but we're going to read it from the Gospel of Mark. In Mark chapter 11 and beginning at verse 15. It says, When they arrived back in Jerusalem, Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people, buying and selling animals for sacrifices. He knocked over the tables of the money changers and the chairs of those selling doves, and he stopped everyone from using the temple as a marketplace. He said to them, the scriptures declare, my temple will be called a house of prayer for all nations, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. Can you imagine what it was like to be there that day? I mean, the loving, the compassionate, the kind teacher from Galilee has come to the temple and one gospel tells us he begins to make a whip and he begins to drive out the money changers, upending tables and chairs and setting animals free and money going everywhere. I mean, we see a very violent, a very angry Jesus. Could you imagine what that was like? That image burned into their minds watching Jesus go crazy in the temple. God's house for centuries had been all about levels of access. You had to be the right nationality, the right gender, and at this point in history, you had to have the right economic status to come before God. Because you were going to have to pay what they told you you had to pay and give what they told you you had to give. And so the more you had, the more access you had. And the more access you had, the more acceptable you were to God. And, and instead of about being about the heart, the rich made it about convenience and corruption and made it about keeping those other people out. Last year I did a series on Red Letter Day and we talked about Jesus and, and I preached a sermon on what Jesus hates. And he used five stories from the Bible and this was one of them. We talked about what Jesus hates and just for a reminder today, and you can write this down in your notes, you want to know what Jesus hates? Jesus hates anything that keeps someone from God. Jesus hates anything that keeps someone from God, and that's why he burned with anger. That's why he was so upset, because people had come to worship. They had come to do what God had told them to do, to be close to him. And they were being kept at arm's length, and they were saying, no, you can't come anymore. And, and Jesus just couldn't stand it anymore. He couldn't stand the injustice or the impression. It was completely unacceptable. And on that day, it was not about destruction. It was about hope. 
It was about rescue, that Jesus came to set his people free, removing all the barriers. Every tribe, every nation was now able to come, and soon you wouldn't have to do the ritual anymore for worship. It would become a relationship. And so from widows to wise men, everyone could come and have access to God because the Messiah showed up. And he died on a cross and he paid the ultimate sacrifice for our sins to be forgiven. The debt had been paid and access was available to the holy God. It was no longer about a place to come and worship. It was now about a person, that person being Jesus. He brought down all the barriers to worship him. There was no more off limits. And when you come to God now, you can come as you are with your heart, with your lips, with your gifts, with your life, because he says all are welcome to come near. All who come, call upon my name can come to me, especially the widow that feels like she needs to be rescued. You can all come because I've given you hope and new life through my death and resurrection. See, Jesus came to this earth so that God could be near to people. And the reason he came near to us is because he wanted us near to him. That's why he came, to give us access to God. Imagine an all-access pass to God, and Jesus says, I'm coming near you so you can be near to me, that I'll be accessible, approachable. So that's been paid for. That's available. Let me ask you, are you taking advantage of that? And what is your response to this Jesus who says, it's wide open? I'm completely approachable. I'm completely accessible. You can come to me. I hope you've responded to Jesus as your Savior, that he has died on the cross for your sins. But that's just the starting line. I hope that you press in to know God. I hope that you take that all-access pass and you say, God, you are approachable. You are accessible. I want it all. Look at what Jesus says in the words in red, because a lot of times we say, well, how... How do we get this access? Well, Mark chapter 11, verse 17 says, The scriptures declare, My temple will be called a house of prayer to all nations. Do you want to know how to have access to God? It's through prayer. What's that all access we have to God? It's prayer. And prayer is not just a gift that some have and some don't. It's not just a ministry in the church. It is our all-access pass available to all. It should be the number one thing in our lives. It should be the number one thing in our church. Jim Simbolo writes a lot about this in, in, in all of his books, but Fresh Wind, Fresh Fire especially. He said that when Jesus said, I will build my church, and, and, uh, and, and he said in the temple that my church will be called a house of prayer. He didn't say, my church will be a house of preaching. My, my church will be a house of worship. My church will be a house of fellowship. We've done all those things today. They've been great, good. He said, my house will be called a house of prayer. See, that's what it's all about. If you look at the New Testament and notice in the, the New Testament, everything was by prayer. So the church started. It was started in a prayer meeting. Every time they got in trouble, every time they worried, every time they wondered, every time they needed God's guidance or wisdom or deliverance, they prayed. It was their first instinct. That's what they did. And so today, what's your first in instinct? 
What's primary in your life? God birthed the church, and the success of the church is built on prayer, but I want to tell you our lives as well. When you look at every great man or woman from God, from Scripture on through church history today, everyone we respect, everyone that did great things for God, when you look at their life, you can look and see that that man or woman was a, a man or woman of prayer. They were a man or woman that spent time with God. I mean, tell you, prayer is the key for God to birth something supernatural, something significant in your life. Look at these words in red in John chapter 15, verse 7. But if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. I like that verse, don't you? Ask anything I want, it'll be granted. But what's the key part? That first part, if you remain in me, if you're connected to me, if we're close, if, if, you're, if my word is alive in you, staying connected to God is the key. It's the key to everything in the Christian life, staying connected to God. I don't know about you, but when I travel and I need to find Wi-Fi and I can see it on my computer, but I can't connect, ah, you know, I, I want to connect. And, and God's saying it's, it's right there. It is available to all. That connection is wide open. He has made the way we have an all-access pass. So how do we stay connected? How do we enter in to the fullness that God has for us? I'm going to give you four simple things. And we don't have a lot of time today, so, so we're going to write these down. We're going to get them inside of us. And these are going to help us stay connected to God. But the first thing that we need to do to stay connected to God is we need to be still. Be still. It says in Psalm 46.10, Be still and know that I am God. God tells us in His Word over and over again to be still. He tells us over and over again in the Bible to rest. Why do you think God has to keep reminding us over and over and over again to be still? The reason is we're not good at it. You know, we, we like to do things. We like to be busy. We're good at that. We live in the northwest suburbs of Chicago, for crying out loud. I don't know of a busier, busier place, like in the world. I mean, it just seems like and even our kids are busy. Our lives are busy. It's like we, we were made for busy. We love being busy. But God's saying, you've got to be still. You've got to let go of the concerns of this life and the things that you hold. So you've got to let go. You've got to be still and know that I'm God. You want to know why? Because that's where your power is going to come from. Your power is not going to come from yourself or how busy you are or what you can do. Your power is going to come from being still in his presence. That was the power of the great saints that we talked about. All those men and women of prayer, it's because they were still with God. Instead of doing it on their own, they allowed God to do it. It says in Psalm 131, verse 2, But I have stilled and quieted myself just as a small child is quiet with its mother. You have to schedule times of stillness. It's, it's all, that's the only way it's going to happen is if you make a, an appointment to be still with God. And that's a good thing to do because Jesus did it. If you look in Luke 5, 16, it says Jesus often slipped away so he could pray. He, he wanted to be connected to the Father. He wanted to do what the Father wanted him to do and speak what the Father wanted him to say. And so he needed to stay, he needed to stay connected. We need to stay connected. Jesus didn't have a, 
a phone with a calendar on it that you could put out that appointment on it, but, but you do. You can make that appointment with God. I want to tell you, a, a noisy life will keep you from being connected to God. He's saying, I want you to be still. Number two, we need to be sincere. Be sincere. I think a lot of times we think we have to put on a show for God, that we have to perform for God, and the reality is, is he just wants to hear your heart. He wants you to share your heart with him so he can share his heart with you. And you will never connect with God if you're trying to impress someone else with your prayer. If you're trying to impress God with your prayer, you will never connect with God. Jesus spoke a lot about prayer in, in the Word, and, 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 he, and he tells us all about prayer, but he tells us how not to pray, and he points out the Pharisees that were always putting on a show. But there was no heart in their prayer. We've got to be careful. We've just got to be ourselves. Never forget one time I was talking to one of my boys and telling them what they needed to do, and they just said, and they said Dad, could you stop using your preacher voice? <laughs> I must have been like, hey, you need to, you know, I don't know. But he goes, just stop, just be yourself. Not being authentic will keep you far from God. It says in Jeremiah 29, 13, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. It's all about the heart. Drop the King James language, the cliches, all of that, and just say, hey, God, it's me. And begin the dialogue and be sincere. Next, we need to be simple. Be simple. Don't get complicated. I want to say this because I think it's really important because I think a lot of times when we preach on prayer, sometimes there's condemnation like, oh, I need to pray more. I need to be more spiritual. I need to do this. Look, you were created for a relationship with God. That's in your DNA. That's how God designed you, to have a relationship with him. So this should be natural. This doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to be something that, that, that you have to learn. It's just who you are. It should be a good fit in our lives because we were made for prayer. So allow your prayer to be natural. And if you feel condemnation about your prayer, let me tell you, it's not coming from upstairs. It's coming from downstairs, and it needs to stop. <laughs> oh. I just felt, I, I felt the spirit there. That's funny. You want more. You're not getting any more of that. That's funny. All right. Back to being simple. As, as my dance showed how simple I am. But uh, hey, prayer's not an event. It needs to be a part of our life. I don't know if you've ever noticed this, but... Uh, Jesus taught us how to pray, and in the Lord's Prayer is something that you've probably heard thousands upon thousands of times, and you got it probably memorized. But if you really looked at it, you would be shocked at how simple it is. And because we use the King James language, it, it, it probably sounds a little more, you know, high and mighty, but let's just look at it in, in a modern day translation in the Message Bible. This is the Lord's Prayer. He says, our Father in heaven, reveal who you are. Set the world right. Do its best, as above, so below. Uh, keep us alive with three square meals. Keep us forgiven with you and forgiving others. 
Keep us safe from ourselves and the devil. You're in charge. Look how simple that is. God, you're God, and we want to know you. Would you show yourself to us? And God, we want things done your way, not our way. And God, there's just some things that we need through the day. We, we need food. We need to be forgiven. We need to be protected. And God, you're in charge, so can you just do this? For, I mean, just, you know how simple that is? That's the way it should be. That natural, that open, complete access. It is super simple. Making prayer complex will keep you far away from God. So keep it simple. Be simple. So, we've got these so far. We've got be still, be sincere, be simple, and then finally, believe. Believe. Believe that God will answer your prayer. The reason we need to believe is because it is so easy to doubt, isn't it? That's just, that's the easy road, isn't it? Doubting. That's the easy thing to do. But, but remember who you're praying to. Remember who you're praying to. At Christmas time, remember I asked with a show of hands, how many of you wanted me to give you $1 million? And hands went up across the, the place. But also there were a lot of giggles. Because they know I can't give a million dollars to anybody. See, you have to look at who's making the promises. And, and when God says, look, you have all access. I'm the creator of heaven and earth. I am always with you. I will never leave you. I'll never forsake you. My plans for you are good. There's nothing irredeemable in my hands. I'm going to work everything together for good. You are more than a conqueror. And when you start looking at all these things from God, look at who's making the promises and believe in him. See, a lot of times we just doubt because oh, I can't do it. You know what? But he can. And answers are based on your faith in God and in his grace. It says in John 15, 7, once again, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you want and it will be granted. Ask what you want. But the first part, remain connected, stay connected, talk to God, listen to God, obey God. Stay connected. We are, I get ready in the morning, and, and I take all the boys to school. And so before we go to school, sometimes we're down by the bathroom and getting ready, and kind of paths are crossing, and we're, you know, we're finishing up, talking about the day. And so one day they're down, and I could hear them right outside the bathroom door, and a couple of the boys are saying, yeah, well, uh, Dad, Dad likes Old Spice. No, he uses Dove soap. And then... No, he uses right guard, and no. And I'm like, what in the world? You know, like, and they're arguing <laughs> over my toiletries, apparently. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and then I started looking in the cabinet, and they were right. They had all the right brands, and I'm like, oh my goodness, they're, they're watching everything. And what they don't know is I choose my brands. This is how I do it. When I go to the store, I look for the cheapest one. And uh, so, so they think there's this, some brand loyalty, like I have to have dad's shampoo. Well, it's not doing much for my hair. So, but they want, you know, I want to use dad's deodorant or dad's soap or dad, you know. And, it, and it's like, they're watching that close. I was blown away. But it just reminded me about a relationship with God. Am I that close to him? Am I watching and reading and, and am, I, am I so close to God and I want to be like him so much 
that I'm looking even for the little things, the little connections in life. How connected are you to God? Because you have an all-access pass. You can talk to him anytime about anything. There is nothing off limits. And he welcomes you to come. God is rescuing us from religion. He is rescuing us from performance. And he's inviting us in to a relationship where we can be still and we can be sincere and we can be simple and we can just believe in him. Prayer is that key to birthing what God wants to do in your life. Would you bow your heads and your hearts with me? We're out of time today, but we are going to still practice what we preach. I invite Leanne to come, and she's just going to play quietly. And, and I'm just going to ask you to do this. I'm, I'm going to pray for you in a moment, but we're just going to spend some time in prayer. And it's not a complicated prayer time. It's not, it just, I'm just going to say just... Can you give God three or four minutes today? Can you just, in the quietness of this moment, to be still? I know we got a lot of things planned today. I got to get in a car right after church and go to Wisconsin to be with Leslie and her family. We got a lot of things ahead. But now is the time to be still, to be quiet, to wait on the Lord. And I'm going to ask you just to talk with Him. Just be yourself. Don't make it complicated. Just speak from your heart and, and connect with him today. And believe that he's hearing your prayer. Believe that he's answering your prayer today. We don't want to just hear the word of God. We want to, we want to do what we've heard, and we're going to do that now. For some of you, this time is just going to fly by. And you're going to want more. And that's good because we should be doing this all the time every day. There's others that are like, man, three or four minutes, five minutes with God. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. Well, if you need something, just go to the Bible blog inside your bulletin. There's a, there's a list there from Neil Anderson and his book, The Bondage Breaker. It's just a, a great list of keys to success in the Christian life. Just pray through those things. Just talk to God about those things if you need some, some help. We're going to spend some time with the Lord and, and uh, some uninterrupted time. It's just us talking to God. No show, no religion, no ritual. Just to talk. Lord, today we come before you. We have, um, we have sensed your nearness to us, God. We, we know that your power was on display today, God. We love what you're doing around the world. But Lord, right now it's us and you responding to your word not in a hurry because we're done just waiting on you and so Lord I pray in these next moments while we're still while we're quiet while we're sincere God I pray that we would just draw near to you and God we would just talk about what's on our heart and Lord we just we would feel your love your response your word even Lord, this is just our time with you. Let's take this moment to share your heart with the Lord.
thank you, Lord, for our time with you. May we uh, find our, ourselves here often. And Lord, uh, just be with us. And as we talk to you, would you speak to us as well? Thank you, Holy Spirit, for being with us today. Teach us how to do this every day. How to be still, how to be sincere, how to be simple, and how to believe. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. You know, it's... You know, when we were singing earlier just how great is our God, and I don't know if you felt like me, it's like we could just keep singing this. The reason is because the words were true, and we were created for worship. It just felt right. For some of you, that few minutes we just had flew by. It's like, man, I just, I need more quiet. I mean, how many times are we actually still before the Lord? And, and, and the reason we wanted more is because that's what we were created for. We got that all-access pass, and so today, I, we're not going to be in a hurry. If you want to spend a little more time with the Lord, you can, and uh, you don't have to run out right away. Maybe you're facing something this week that is just, it's weighing you down, and you're heavy with it. I'm going to be down front, and I'm going to invite other prayer team members to be with me if they can, and we're just going to pray for anybody that needs prayer today, and you should never leave church with the same burdens you walked in with, and so if you want prayer today, we'll be down to pray with you. I invite you just to spend time with God every day. There's devotionals in the lobby. Grab a, grab a devotional if you don't have one at home already and just let that jumpstart each day with the Lord. Maybe you're here and you're saying, man, I'm, I've, I've been far from God or I've never known God. I don't even know what this is all about. And if you want to start following Jesus, today is the day. And, uh, and uh, we got to pack it up here on both sides of the, the the altar, you just come forward and grab one. It's got a Bible in it, some prayers for you. Keep coming back. We're just going to keep talking about Jesus and following him. And, and, uh, and it'll be the best decision you ever made to follow him. And so those are available to you. And um, again, make sure that you fellowship with one another. If you're here for the first time, uh, see Jennifer in the lobby. Uh, she's there. She'll meet you. And we have a gift for you. Uh, but again, we're glad that you're here. And and we want to let you go because we ran over a little bit. So would you stand for the blessing of the Lord today? We don't want to be in a hurry because if you want to spend a little more time with the Lord today, um, you can do that. But, beloved, you are one week closer to heaven. Are you ready? May the Lord bless you and protect you. May the Lord smile on you and be gracious to you. May he show you his favor and give you his peace. God, we thank you for that blessing. God, I thank you for the all-access pass to that blessing and that favor and that grace and that peace and your smile. Thank you, Jesus. We receive it today so that we can share it with this world. Lord, keep us safe and strong until we can gather together again as the church and worship you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Before you, you leave, I'm going to let the, the team from Haiti, they're going to head out to the booth so that they can talk to anybody out there. If you want to spend a little more time in prayer, you can do that. Uh, if you need prayer, we'll be down front. Uh, but don't leave without uh, greeting one another and sharing the love of Jesus. And we'll see you uh, Tuesday night. If you want to come, Wednesday night, Thursday night, and definitely next weekend. God bless you as you go.